0: every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.FM.
1: Welcome, everyone, to this evening's show. I am your host, Christine McIver, and I'm so glad you're here with me. Tonight, we are talking connecting consciously with kids, and I have a guest Amy C. Brandt is with me tonight, so I'm so excited to get into this conversation. Last week, we were talking about choosing the space of vulnerability, and I had a guest, uh, Rhonda Burns, with me, and it was a really fabulous show, so I know that the energy from that is going to be contributing to tonight's show. And before we get started, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about myself I'm a Possibilities Coach, and I would love to work with you, and together we will co-create the living and loving you desire with all the possibilities available in the universe. I am an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator, a BARS Facilitator, Possibilities Coach, Energy Healer, Radio Show Host, Producer, and a Website Builder, and so much more. I love creating, as if you can tell. My programs assist you in bringing more possibilities to actualization. Are you ready to claim what you desire? Connect with me to learn more. I do charge for this, but the first five minutes are always free. So ask yourself, what are you ready for now? And what mystery would you like to unravel in your life? So today, what does connecting consciously with kids mean? And what will it create when we are willing to step into our own consciousness? How can we create a world where children of all ages are honored for their knowing? Are you willing to connect more consciously with kids or in the kids in your world? So tonight, Amy Brant is with me, and she is the the founder of Parenting Beyond Punishment. And I just want to tell you, just read Amy's bio and and just get the the brilliance of this woman, and then we're going to bring her alive and we're going to have a party here tonight. So Amy has a Master's of Science and Educational Specialist degrees that's a tongue twister, in provincial, counsel, provincial professional counselling. She is a licensed professional counsellor, educator, and child advocate. She founded Parenting Beyond Punishment to help parents who want to move out of punishment-based parenting and into a connection-centred approach to living with their children. Amy provides online parenting consultations worldwide, local in-home parenting consultations, online workshops, and a parenting group on Facebook. Amy is also a contributing writer to Play at Home pa- Mum, a blog designed to help parents connect with their children through play. And you can learn more about her on Facebook, her website, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google Plus. And she lives and plays with her daughter and husband in Atlanta. So welcome to the show tonight, Amy. I'm so glad you're here.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Christine. It's great to be here and to chat with you.
1: Amy and I had a, a wonderful connection. Um, it, it was actually through my niece, who uh, has been following her page on Facebook for some time, and she said, you need to get this woman on. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, when someone says that to me with much passion and someone I honor, I listen. And so you and I got on and we had a Skype call, and I felt like we, we really connected and we were like friends before you know the call was even done.
2: Right. I agree. It was
1: such a lovely call, just chatting, and it just flowed so smoothly. Well, and, uh, and do you find when we're, when we're kind of speaking the same language, i.e. consciousness, uh-huh. that, it, that it just eliminates all that separation or all that space between people?
2: Yes. Absolutely. Um
1: yeah. And then
2: sometimes it doesn't, and you go, oh, we're speaking different languages, and that's okay, too. Exactly.
3: But when
1: we stay in our awareness and and we keep asking, what am I aware of here? We can really learn that yes. about ourselves and other people. So that's so cool. So, Amy, tell me uh, where, I mean, I know your daughter is six. Is that correct?
2: She's, she's almost six. She's about five and three quarters.
1: Ah, she's very close. Yes. So yes. you've you've been in this field for more than her lifetime, right? Yes.
2: Um, How long have you been doing this? About 10 years um, I've been doing this, um, but it has changed dramatically since having a child myself. Oh, I love that. Okay,
1: so let's talk about the before <laughs> and the after. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so so give us kind of a, a snippet of what brought you into the field and uh, what you learned before your daughter was born and what you've really come to know since then.
2: Okay. Wow, that's a really big question, right? Um, <laughs> when I first started the counseling program, um, I knew I wanted to work with children and especially adolescents, and so that's really what I primarily focused on. And I knew that there was a missing piece, sort of, between pushing children and really trying to control them, and especially as you know, as young children, and then especially again, adolescents. And I didn't know what it was, but I learned a lot of theories, and I spoke with a lot of parents, and I worked with a lot of children. And when I first started working, I worked with children who were in um, a lockdown unit, and they were teenage boys. And mm. I kept hearing the same stories over and over again, that they weren't being heard, that they weren't being listened to, and that they really felt disconnected. And I, I wasn't really able to fully grasp that at the time, because it was this really serious or you know situation. These boys were sexual offenders and physically aggressive, and yet they were such lovely beings at the same time. And so I went from trying to sort of change them, and then as you learn about play therapy and things like that, you learn really what they need is encouragement. And so that started to sort of bring that piece together, that kids really need encouragement. Just like we do as adults right hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: and that encouragement can't just come with good job way to go you did it but really with that sincere connecting with them like I see you I see who you are beyond your behavior and children know you know they just know when you're connecting versus when you're just sort of putting on the face and so mm-hmm. I began to realize this more and more, but I still hadn't quite put together how important it was. I think I still went through a lot of emotion of, you know, we're going to play, we're going to play cards, I'm going to listen to you. And then um, I moved on. I ask a more question?
1: More.
2: Yes, absolutely. Sorry.
1: So I'm kind of getting the energy of what you're talking about. So was it nearly as though you would step into the role and then step out of it?
2: I, I, You know, I was somewhat, so I was being pulled in two different directions. On the one hand, I really wanted to connect with the boys, and on the other hand, the adults around me were saying things like, oh, you've, you know, you've really got to be tough. You've got to be the boss. You've got to do this. And so I didn't know. I thought, oh, I'm new at this, so maybe I, I'm not really getting it. Maybe I'm really supposed to be tough. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, Absolutely.
2: And so I thought, I'm missing it. I'm not supposed to connect. I'm supposed to be tough. I'm supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. do that. Um, and then, you know, I learned a little more. I studied some and therapy theory and learned that a little bit more about the connection piece. Um, and I had moved into private practice at this time. And so I really was just beginning to teach parents this piece, but I wasn't connected to it, I didn't have my own children. I had been a nanny for a long time, so I had a little bit insight about that, and then, right. along with the experience of the boys, but it was still um it still wasn't mine. I still hadn't fully grasped i don't know it just i wasn't I don't have the word for it, but it wasn't there. I wasn't quite there,
4: mhm.
2: Um, And then um, I had my daughter, and it was, um, I don't know the word for that either. It Mm -hmm. was revolutionary is what really came to mind. It really sort of revolutionized my thinking because at that point, you know, as a a new parent of a young child, you hear, you know, don't do that, do this, and and you hear that, and you think, well, I, I can't. Do that, You know, I, I know I'm not supposed to, or, I'm, you know, I know people tell me not to meet her every need, but I'm not going to do that. And so that's when I really started to step up and say, I'm going to do what I feel is right and what really resonates with me on the inside, regardless of what the quote-unquote experts say.
4: <laughs> and,
2: um, and that's when I started finding, and I, and I, something you grapple with as a new parent. I think all the oh, yeah. time, and then I really started looking for you know what is what is that key piece? And the more and more I came up against it's connection, connection, connection. It's letting go of control and stepping in with absolute love and choosing love as a means to connect. And it um, it revolutionized me as a person. It totally changed my approach to counseling, both adults and children. Um, I would say it probably even changed my marriage and my relationship with my friends. Mm.
4: Um, I'm
2: sure it was much more significant for me than everybody else. (laughs)
4: But
2: but I think parenting is. I think when you step into that parenting role, um, it is always a bigger change, I think, on the inside than what most people see on the outside right um and it's brilliant and exhausting and you know such a an array of things so now i am absolutely the parent that i had no idea existed before i had a child um and it's exciting and it's um a constant How cool learning is that? yeah
1: it, you know it's funny when you're talking about not listening to the experts um and I don't know if I told you this, Amy, when we were when we originally connected, but I'm the ninth of ten children.
4: Oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, it's it's very interesting to me when you say that, because then I just, I very quickly got an image of my mom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Dad was, uh, he had a construction business, so he often was gone maybe for a week at a time, and, you know, when the weather was fine, and, and when it snowed, you know, he'd be home more often, but... I got a visual of her and, you know, she wasn't reading books about raising babies or raising children mm-hmm. or raising teens and and she wasn't, you know, watching TV or listening to video programs about what you should <laughs> and shouldn't do. And um, she didn't have time. Carol, my producer, says she didn't have time. You're right, Carol, she did not have time. <laughs> she was quite a busy woman. And... um but what's really interesting when I when I think about her now, she wasn't perfect. She will admit that to anyone. You know, there were old ways that you know, uh, spare the rods. Boil the child. No, that wasn't the philosophy at all. You know, there was mm-hmm. we we were spanked, and that's what she learned. And mm-hmm. I have no ill will towards her. And trust me, sometimes with ten children, we deserved it. <laughs> but, but the poor woman. But it was interesting because I would walk up to my mom and I would ask her questions, Amy. Mm-hmm. And and she was so clever because she would sing me a song, and she would sing. If you've got the money, honey, i got the time. <laughs> she would not say no to me, and she would not say yes. Now, certainly, okay. if I was hungry or whatever, you know, that would, you know, we were always fed. We were always well taken care of. But you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, she didn't go into the, the big trauma and drama, the big explanations, the, like, we don't mm-hmm. have money or any of that. Uh-huh. She came at it from a different energy, and she there was right. no resistance there. Right and i would be like oh gosh all she ever does is sing at me <laughs> but it was it was such a sweet brilliance on her part you know from from my perspective now she wasn't trying to control me she wasn't trying to control any of us she was you know she was being a mom she was doing her best she was providing but she wasn't getting caught up into the 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 woes of a child's desires that right. sometimes we can get into a real struggle with children about.
2: Right. She was taking the power struggle out of it.
1: Yeah, completely. Completely. What's
2: interesting, though, is she also wasn't giving you a sense of lack in your life by saying Ex- things like, we don't have the money.
1: Exactly. Exactly. She would just sing that song, and I'd be like, <laughs> in other words, it was, well, If you, it's up to you, Christine. <laughs> and right. I'd be like, Okay, <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> and so this is, this is, we've just gotten started. I would love to have people call in with your questions, your comments, any stories that you would like to share about parenting, what's changed for you, what you would like to change. We would love to hear from you. You can call in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. And in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us. The Skype name is A, the number two, f m, And please come over into A to Zen.fm and click on the blue bar where the chat is, and come in the live chat room. We would love to have you post your questions in there and interact with us. We have a lot of fun there. So stay tuned with us. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Amy Bryant. Thank you.:
0: Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show.
5: Being visible. Being social. Being heard. What desires are you ready to create? Would you like to take the next step to creating a potent presence on the web? Would it create more possibilities and expansion in your life? Beingvisible.ca offers website, social media, radio show creation and more. Creating with consciousness. Bringing the energy of you to your audience. Are you ready to connect with your audience clearly, regularly and with ease? Christine MacGyver and Carol Glover work with individuals and organizations to create a powerful presence on the web. Personal attention and one-on-one training creates the ease with expanding you. Are you ready? Connect today at beingvisible.ca.
0: This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S.,
1: welcome back everyone we're having some fun in the chat room there's dancing monkeys there's some bum dancing there's like all sorts of things amy this is what i was talking about we start to get a little wacky in here i mean not start we are always wacky in here we have so much fun and it's so wonderful to 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 meet people in here and play and what would it take for more of us to have some laughter and play in our lives right so Amy, tell me um what does connecting conscious with kids really mean mm.
2: For me, it means um bringing to an awareness both what with into my awareness what my child needs in a given moment um and sometimes that also means bringing into the awareness maybe what's causing a disconnection, which is could be about um my own needs. So connecting consciously with my daughter means looking at her and saying especially in those moments where they're having some um off behavior and saying, What is going on? Is this her feeling disconnected? Or is this something that's, you know, more tangible like she's hungry or she's tired or she's too hot. Mm-hmm. Um and then coming to an awareness in that and saying, "Okay, how can I connect with my daughter? What does she need from me? Does she need me to sit and come and sit with her calmly and listen? Does she need me to engage and play with her? Does she need me to watch her play?" Um, it's kind of um, really sort of getting out of my head and into my heart and
4: mm-hmm.
1: really
2: looking at her. Does
4: that make so,
1: sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So is it uh, and some other words that pop into my mind. Um, is it also following your knowing like you're looking at the surface you have a maybe a crying child a screaming child a two-year-old you know freaking out whatever yes. and it's looking past it and sh- and and you're asking a question and you're tapping into your knowing
2: yes absolutely We we know I mean we, we see all the time you know behavior is communication and when our child's behavior is off track, they're communicating. And so we tend to, as, and using your terminology, are knowing and are knowing that our child isn't trying to get us. Right. And we try to connect. Right. And the, I think what the lovely thing is now is we have so much brain science available. You know, the neuroscience on this is pretty clear that um, when we connect with our child, our child is then able to step out of that off-track behavior.
1: Mm. That's wonderful. So so you're seeing this in your practice, obviously, when when you're teaching this to other parents.
2: Yes. I think um, the more I do it with my own daughter, the more I'm able to convey it to other parents when we work together. And I hear stories all the time, wow, you know, I tried, you know, really just, being with my child and listening during her meltdown and that's exactly what she needed. I didn't mm. have to fix it. I was just there with her. I supported her while she healed herself. Mm-hmm. I supported her while she cried so that she could do what she needed to do. And it's amazingly powerful when you start mm. to experience it.
1: I remember uh, one of my teachers um, years ago, Sonia Joquette, um, she's quite a famous woman, and she tells a story about her daughter coming home from school, and she was crying and trying to explain something, and and Sonia could not understand her, and she would just say, darling, I can't understand you, and she would, her daughter would tell it again, and she could hear a little bit more, and she would just say, darling, I I can't understand you, please say it again, and she would do it about three times, and by the third time, all of the trauma had come out of her, She would say, Oh, it's okay, Mom. And she would be fine. <laughs> so she didn't say, You know, stop crying. She right. just, she was present and she just said, I, I can't understand you. Oh. <laughs> so I thought that was really brilliant that she just had her child actually work through some of it. Um, and, and likely every time it didn't go that smoothly, but right. how many times do we try to get them to move through their stuff? The way we think they should move through it right
2: right absolutely So you know we we get triggered when our when our children have meltdowns right and we're like stop crying stop crying stop crying because we feel like we have to fix it and we we can't
1: fix it for them and how many times in the world when you've told a child to stop crying that it they actually stopped <laughs> right like I really think that has right. gotta be you know neon sign this will not happen, so you can stop saying right. this
2: right, well, and even if you threaten your child and then they do stop that's gonna it's gonna come back. They haven't released those emotions, and they're gonna revisit those emotions again and again and again until they do finally come out until they finally have the opportunity to let them all go, okay, so you may as well let it all go at the same
1: time. <laughs> Just let it let it flow, and then and then move through it with them after done.
2: Right. Just be right there with them.
1: Right. Okay. So Milita is in the the chat room, and she has a question. I'm going to read it. She said, "With my daughter, my daughter does this thing where she pretends to be less than she really is. She is a brilliant manipulator and attempts to manipulate me to find things for her that she knows where they are." I am a control freak, and would like her to know what she knows and find what she requires. Well,
2: uh-huh. hmm. and um her daughter is six right?
1: Yes, her daughter is six
2: um a lot of um in psychology we we tend to we call this um learn to listen um, but i I think it is really more of um, a child wanting to connect. And so she's looking for a way to engage you and to connect with you, and she doesn't know how else to do it. And so we use sort of these adult terms like manipulate. Um, and really what she, she doesn't know how else to say, Mom, I need you present. I really want your, you to be present. I don't know how else to tell you, so I'm going to get you to engage in me by pretending I can't myself or pretending like I can't find something. Um, and one of my most favorite ways to address these kinds of behaviors where you know that your child knows where it is, um, the first thing you have to do is to recognize in yourself that you're feeling triggered. So like like you said, that you, you called yourself a control freak. So you can say, okay, I want to have control of this. I want my daughter to be able to do this. I, I recognize in myself that I'm feeling triggered. And then say, but what my daughter needs Is for me to connect so I'm going to get really playful so I don't know if you've read the playful parenting but it's a fantastic book and he would probably suggest doing something like getting really funny and saying oh my gosh your shoes did they walk off? did the trolls get them? I wonder if we can find them and really getting funny and connecting with her and really laughing because that's really what she's looking for Hmm. Um, and I, I think the book the playful parenting book will, will talk, it talks a lot about the brain science about getting um, the different hemispheres of the brain together and how you can do that through play and how in that play it lets off your own frustration of that oh, why doesn't she just go find her shoes
4: mm-hmm. and then it
2: also lets off that frustration that she's feeling that if I could just get my mom to do this I'll feel connected
1: so so a question that just popped into my head, Amy, mm-hmm. most of what we have learned, we've learned from the adults around us. It's our, our behavior is often learned behavior. And so if our children are learning the behaviors that they have and from us, then what is it about us that we're not willing to say, hey, I'd like your attention or I'd really like to connect with you? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it begins with m- the parents, and not that the parents are to blame in any way am I saying this. Right. Mm-hmm. But what is it about us that we can become more conscious with ourselves in order to become even greater conscious parents?
2: Yeah. I I fully agree. I think... Um you know it's sort of that which came first the chicken or the egg you know do yes. we work on ourselves first or do we work on our children first and the truth of the matter is once you're a parent there is, there's no going back you have to do it all at the same time um and some of that is self-care and some of that is simply stepping into awareness and saying "Ooh, i am having some really big feelings and a whole you know as parents we feel a multitude of feelings at the same time we can feel both you know, angry and sad and excited all at the same time, depending on what's going on and how many kids mm-hmm. we have.
1: Mhm. Um, and
2: if <laughs> right. Don't and
1: don't so, have nine. Don't have nine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or if you do, I really hope you can have a lot of help. But it's um, it's stepping into that and saying, I'm feeling triggered. How can I stay in a place of peace even though I'm feeling really triggered? And it's not fighting it. You can't fight those feelings and say, I am not going to be angry. It's recognizing them and saying, oh, my gosh, I am so angry right now. And right. not judging it and not saying, I'm a bad parent, I'm a jerk, I'm whatever. It's just, I'm angry
1: and having so that
2: self-compassion.
1: So it's being an allowance of our own silliness, craziness, anger, frustration, just being an allowance of where we're at.
2: Absolutely.
1: Oh, this is cool. And good. what
2: better way to push ourselves than in the milieu of parenting? You get triggered almost moment <laughs> by moment some days.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's very very interesting. Nothing will stretch your uh capacities greater than when you have um children. At, at, there are moments uh when they can really stretch you and you're like Okay, I don't know how we're going to move through this one, um, uh-huh. and and you really do learn um, to begin cre- recreating self through it, uh-huh. because nothing it's nothing like a child to to trigger those places in you that maybe sometimes aren't so pretty. So, okay, well, listen, we're going to go to a break. Um, When we come back, we're going to take some more of your questions, your comments. We've got lots of people in the chat room. Uh, What would it take for one of you brave souls to call in and have a conversation with us? We won't bite, right, Amy?
2: No, I, I don't bite. Especially
1: through the radio. So if you're listening, we'd love to hear from you. 815-880-8255 in the U.S. And Canada, 613-800-8736. And, of course, you can always Skype us at a2zen.fm. And stay tuned. We will be back momentarily with Amy and Connecting Consciously with Kids.
5: Being visible, being social, being heard. What desires are you ready to create? Would you like to take the next step to creating a potent presence on the web? Would it create more possibilities and expansion in your life? BeingVisible.ca offers website, social media, radio show creation, and more. Creating with consciousness, bringing the energy of you to your audience. Are you ready to connect with your audience clearly, regularly, and with ease? Christine MacGyver and Carol Glover work with individuals and organizations to create a powerful presence on the web. Personal attention and one-on-one training creates the ease with expanding you. Are you ready? Connect today at beingvisible.ca.
0: This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine MacGyver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Christina. Tonight we are talking with Amy from Parenting Beyond Punishment. And if you would like to connect with Amy, uh, that is the website address, Parenting Beyond Punishment. Dot com. So, Amy, tell us before we get back to the questions. And I know you're really busy in the chat room during commercial.
4: <laughs>
1: you're working hard here, sister. I'm sure everybody appreciates it. We are going to read out the questions, so all of okay. our listeners can like... hear what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, tell us what what you're doing uh, with your team with parenting beyond punishment. I know you're writing for blog. Tell me what what's going on. What you guys are creating over there.
2: Um. Well, currently right now we're creating summer break, and I'm honestly have taken a little bit of time just to play. But typically, what's going on on our page is we really want to create a space for parents who are on a journey who say, "I want to do something different, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it looks like." Um, and we want to support them. We want to support them as they as they start to move away from hitting their children, from yelling at their children, from shaming them and from blaming them and we want to give them the tools so they know what they can do instead. So, it's, you know,
4: mm-hmm. come
2: come read the articles that we post. You know, we we write some of our own articles. We've had guest bloggers um, and then we post other people's articles too. And then we have a private group that um, is um, also for the same thing. It's, you know... I'm having a hard time today. This is what's going on. How can I be peaceful? You know, how can I connect with my child? Or I, I can't figure this out. Help me figure out what's going on. Mm. Um, and we such a lovely community that even when we're not able to get on as admins, the community really comes together and offers, if nothing else, encouragement. Like, you know, we can see you really trying. Keep it up. You know, keep yeah. trying. Yeah. So, it's really um the way it's grown in this past year has just been amazing. I'm really blown away by just the sense of community that seems to be developing.
1: Well, so many of us, you know, uh, we're at home if you're if you are a, you are a stay-at-home parent, um you you're at home on your own. I remember when my child was young, Uh, my daughter and I stayed home for a year and babysat and I was like oh my god is this day ever going to end because I just want to talk to an adult and we didn't have the internet today or then like we do today so it's such a wonderful opportunity that people can take a break step away for tenants maybe connect on on an online community that gives them that refresh to go back and and to be the parent that they truly desire to be.
2: Yes well it's so hard it's you know i think most parents feel really isolated especially in that mm-hmm. first year i think you're right this is definitely a way to sort of feel less isolated
4: mm-hmm.
2: um it's powerful and, you know so really ended up being a really powerful tool for parents in so many ways
1: mhm that's fantastic so i'm going to read a couple of the questions so nancy says asks are children also engaging you by tattling on one another What is the best way to guide children to work out their issues with one another? Uh So so you had said the important thing with siblings is to not take sides. So separate them, keep them safe, then listen as each one of them takes turns telling their side of the story. You simply listen to each story and ask, and then what happened? And then what happened? You don't Uh have to fix anything, just listen, allow them to be heard, And you said, I highly recommend the book Siblings Without Rivalry. My mother could have used that book, Amy. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm not going to say on air what my mother used to say when we would fight. Because my mother's still alive and she might hear this. (laughs) Is there anything else that you wanted to add to that?
2: You know, I think it's, you know a lot of times they'll fight over something like a toy, and our our gut reaction is just to take the toy and say, forget it. We're just going to put it away. But what we really want to do is let them have this beautiful opportunity for conflict resolution and developing those conflict resolution skills. And so um, I have a friend with twins, and she's absolutely brilliant at this, and um, just blows me away every time. So. You know, it's, you know, you put your hand on the toy and you just hold it there. And you say, I see that you really want this toy. Let's talk about what's going on. And it's the same thing. You're listening to one. You're listening to the other. You're making sure that they both get heard.
4: Uh-huh.
2: And you're sort of guiding them and saying, well, what should we do? What's going to happen next? And you're really just keeping the toy between them. And usually they'll say, okay, you know, so-and-so can have it first. Or someone will say, okay, well, I'll get it first and they'll get it next. And then once they both agree, then you can release Uh. the toy. Because if you take the toy, they're learning to take the toy, right? Uh.
1: Okay, wait. Say that again because my head just popped.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) If your kids are fighting over the toy and you come over and you snatch that toy from them, they are learning to snatch the toy. Huh. That that's how they get what they want. That they go to their friend, they see it, they go over and they snatch the toy.
1: Brilliant. Because that's
2: what we've just modeled for them. Wow.
1: Crap. Where were you 29 years ago, Amy?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, you
1: know, a teenager. Never mind, never mind. Don't age yourself. <laughs> okay, I like this. All right. So um, you had spoken to Melitza and said during those times... Uh, when Melissa's daughter was asking for where her stuff was you said you can say I really want to help but I'm really tired and I simply can't go with you right now would you like to sit with me and think about where it might be
2: yes we get really tired right
1: Mm hmm
2: I mean there are times a parent as a mom where I think if I have to get up at one more thing I'm going to burst into tears right? And it's okay. It's okay to create some space for yourself and look at your child with great love and say, you know, honey, I am so tired, and I really hear you. I hear that you want me to get up and help you, and I just really want to sit here for a few more minutes. And invite them to come sit with you because what they really want is connection. And say, you know, I really hear you. Why don't you come sit with me, and let's think about where your shoes might be. Hmm. Um And then she gets to connect and you don't have to say I know you know where your kids are just go get them you know because that's really sometimes how we feel but if we can recognize recognize in ourselves that we're we're tired and create space for ourselves we can then create space for our children to just come and connect
1: that's that's wonderful Amy Um, when, when we're having, uh, those moments with teens, Mm -hmm. so we're talking, we've talked a lot about children, or you know, younger children, when we're having those moments with teens, how does that change the dynamics?
2: Honestly, it doesn't really change it that much. The, the thing with teens is they go through this, um, you know, I, I'm not a neuroscientist, but, um. You know, you can read. There's lots of literature available to read. But what happens is they grow through this amazing brain growth. And we have to get really aware of who we are and really centered in ourselves and know that no matter what they say to us, we have to choose to be the adult and not take it personally. So when mm-hmm. our kids as teenagers, come to us, we recognize that they're hurting and that they want to connect, and we, ha- we are to model being calm and being in- able to control our emotions and being kind because that's really what they need from us more than, well, I won't say more than ever, but teenagers really need us to accept them unconditionally as teenagers. And no matter what they and no matter how hurtful it can be, it's not about us. It's about them. Everything that comes out of their mouth is about them. Not that they can't be loving and compassionate and wonderful people, but when we're feeling hurt and triggered, it's not about us. And that's what we have to keep in mind. And that's when it's important to say, I really hear you. I hear you. What can I do to help?
1: Mm-hmm. And, and do, you, do you not find that when um, they get to that point, that sometimes it is important to say, this isn't okay the way that you're speaking to me?
2: Um, in the moment is really not the time because what's happened is they have lost contact with their higher thinking brain and they are working from their primal brain, which is, you know, fight, flight, freeze, and it's not a learning opportunity. So you can absolutely put up a boundary and say, you know what, I'm feeling really triggered by this and I'm afraid if I stay here, I'm going to start yelling at you. And that's not what we want, right? And so we say, I'm going to take a few minutes to calm down. And when I'm feeling more calm, I'm going to come back out and I will listen to you some more. But the way you're thinking to me doesn't feel good.
1: Right. Okay. And so it's
2: all about, go ahead.
1: No, no, I love this. I love this. We're going to take our last break and we only have about 10 minutes left. And when we come back, we have one more question. And um, then we're just going to tell everybody where we can connect with you and uh, any other tips you want to share with us. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
0: Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into to Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show.
3: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing?
5: What desires are you ready to create? Would you like to take the next step to creating a potent presence on the web? Would it create more possibilities and expansion in your life? Beingvisible.ca offers website, social media, radio show creation, and more. Creating with consciousness, bringing the energy of you to your audience. Are you ready to connect with your audience clearly, regularly, and with ease? Christine McIver and Carol Glover work with individuals and organizations to create a powerful presence on the web. Personal attention and one-on-one training creates the ease with expanding you. Are you ready? Connect today at beingvisible.ca. This is Inspired Choices
0: Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today,
1: Welcome back, everyone. We are speaking with Amy Bryant, and we're talking about connecting consciously with kids. This time has flown, Amy. It really has. Yeah, we could talk for a long time. We've got lots of questions. We've got a really big question here. I think it's a good one to talk about right now in our last segment. So Faith says, My husband and I have different views on parenting our 11-year-old son. My husband likes to use his size to intimidate accompanied with yelling, using shame and fear when our son isn't acting the way he expects him to, or when he is freaking out. I'm not cool with that at all, yet I'm not sure how to support my son. I really want to say to my son what your dad said isn't true, or I don't agree with the choices your dad is making now, but I think this would cause hurt feelings and conflict. And I'm believing she means between the son and father. If conscious parenting is not understood nor embraced by one parent, what can you suggest for the other the other who thinks it's super important? that's mm-hmm. a big question
2: It's a big question
1: and that's Just not I, unusual in families, right in parents whether, really you're, not. whether you're whether mm-hmm. you're together in the same home or you're not
2: It's really not. um I think a lot of um parents have conflict between themselves um and also are. Concerned about create conflict between the, their children and their their other parents, but children really are quite capable, more so than we give them credit for. So, you know, if you are in a different parent, parenting paradigm from your partner, it's important to remember that you can't control your partner. You've there's nothing you can do. All you can do is parent the way you choose to parent, and it your your child. How do I phrase this? Your child is going to see the difference and and understand the difference. Mm-hmm. So, I I my my suggestion to all parents is always to just keep doing what you're doing, and you can support your son um, simply by listening. I I really can't emphasize enough that um, when we connect with our children. They feel it, and then they feel the opportunity to be heard, and that's when they begin to share, whether they're sharing by crying, or they're sharing by laughing and playing, or as they get older, they're sharing by talking to us. Mm -hmm. They can really work out so much of this in the milieu of us listening and reflecting back to them, Mm
4: -hmm. and
2: then saying, what can I do to support you? Because they really can let us know what they need. Mm-hmm. And they don't really need our advice. You know, They, there, there might be some things you might want to say, but I really advise parents as children get older and older, you know, 11ly really even, um, this, this son was 11 years old, to say, you know, what can I do to support you um, and to listen? And, you know, we're modeling not only for our children, but we're also modeling for our spouse that, um, you know, this is, this is what I've chosen to do, and they will be able to see the relationship that y'all have. hmm Um. And
1: um. Well, it's interesting. One, uh, someone made a joke in the in the uh, the chat room. You chose an interesting father, and and she's joking, but yes. it does bring up something that that I believe that each of us choose our parents, and um, whether you know. My children, um, the fathers that they chose. I ha- I was married two times, and I have a child from each marriage. And you know, I wouldn't choose those men again, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and didn't agree with their parenting styles uh, or the lack thereof. However, I do recognize that those children have a relationship with those fathers separate from me, mm-hmm. right. and and that is between them. And trust me. Like, I know, Faith, this is not an easy thing when you're in the middle of it, but as you continue to, to just even acknowledge that to yourself each time, for me, that created the space that I wasn't triggered by what the other parent did, which opened me up to being more present with my child. Does that make sense, Amy?
2: It does, yes. Absolutely. Because um, we, we can't, there's nothing we can do about how the other parent chooses to parent. But we can support our children.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And we can support that by, by them by connecting with them and being really present, like you said, Christine. You know, being really present and staying with them. Um,
1: and I yeah. don't think that it it serves the child in any way to deny the child um, access to the other parent. I know that there's, you know, lots of interesting situations out there. But um, one day the child will come back to to the a parent and say, "Why did you not let me get to know this person?" And mm-hmm. um, you know that child did choose that parent. And uh, children are much more conscious than we actually give them credit for. Just because they're in small bodies doesn't they? they're not big beings that are super aware already.
2: Right. I mean, children are. Um, I, we tend to think that we don't tend to think of children as people, no. but they are absolutely. Yeah. Um. Absolutely people, and within their own rights, and are quite aware.
1: Yeah. Um, well, Amy, it is an amazing having you on tonight. Thank you so much, <laughs> and thank you for all the amazing work that you're doing and being there for people. If you would like to connect with Amy, jump over to Facebook, Parenting Beyond Punishment, also ParentingBeyondPunishment.com, and um, connect with her, pass her information on. This woman has got the patience. You can hear it in your voice. You've got the patience and the understanding and obviously the consciousness to be making a difference in the world. So thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Inspired Choices Radio Show. Christine McIver will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring